Cinematic Education from one friend to another. I am your host, Morgan Spatola. And I am your co-host, Thomas Jernigan. And we have a very special episode for you right now. Episode 5. Why is it special, Morgan? It is special because I am the Listor. The Listor, and I am the Listee. Wait. Wait. That didn't make sense. No, it sounded weird too. This episode, I'm going to make a list um, of movies. Well, I already made a list of movies, and I will tell Thomas what they are, and he will tell me if he's seen them or not, and then we'll pick one to watch. All right, I am excited for your list. This is so intriguing that I am not only about to learn about movies that I have not even been aware of, yes. at least I hope, which I'm figuring because... Given your weird taste, Pat. you know, I probably won't. But um, anyway, all right. So we got five movies. Yeah, from... but first, there was Ooh. something else I wanted to talk about. Let's let's dive into it. Okay. What is it, Morgan? Uh, there, I don't think that we ever talked about why we called the show Academy Outcasts. Ooh, have we not? No. That might have been a good thing to put in the first episode. Yeah, huh? you would think, but we never okay. did. So I thought maybe now would be the time for us to explain our choice and why we called it this. Okay, well, I'm actually uh, drawing a blank on why we did it. <laughs> I think I know why we did it. What was it? Because I, I, was it, I didn't agree with some of the choices for the Oscars or something like that? Or? Well, yeah, and that, and, like, I don't know anything about movies, okay. and you don't agree with some things that the Academy has done or chosen, and yeah. you didn't get into film school. And I so, got denied. Yeah, we're outcasts. Twice. We're Twice. outcasts. Yes. Yeah, we are outcasts. From the Academy. From the Academy. So, Academy, you're on blast. Yes, they are on blast. They're on blast, motherfuckers. Because we know our shit. Right? I don't. Yeah, well... But Thomas does, okay? I do. Yeah, so take that school that declined me. So that's why we are the Academy Outcasts, yes. because we are just not part of it. Yeah. I just wanted to put that out there. Okay, I feel like good. we never went into that before. Yeah, because so that might be important. That might be good, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, so Thomas. Yes, ma'am. Thomas is it? <laughs> Morgan is it? Yeah? Yes. Mo? All right, don't call me Mo. Okay, are you ready for this amazing list? I am super ready. Five movies I've prepared for you. Okay, the very first movie on I've never heard of that one. My list. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. You're not doing this right, Mom. <laughs> You're supposed to wait till I say the name oh, of the movie. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought the name of the movie was the very first movie. I don't know. This is why I do the, the listening of the list, and you list the okay. list. All right. I'm All right. sitting with my hands in between my legs. The first movie is Scott Pilgrim <laughs> versus the World. Ha ha! So, I have heard of it, and I have seen bits of it. Bits. Bits of it. It's been like on TV, and I've like gotten to it, and then they start getting all comic booky, and then Michael Sarah or whatever, yeah, is like, oh, like he is. He doesn't his, sound like that in that movie. With his like weird, like little curly blonde fro that he has, and um, so what do you think it's about? <laughs> okay, so it's about Scott Pilgrim, uh huh, and he, I'm sure, is like some indie post whatever type of person that meets a girl with like purple hair right or something uh-huh Ramona Flowers Ramona yeah okay. that's her name okay <laughs> um and then they are like whoa people don't understand me oh my god people don't understand me either so let's take acid and like kick people's asses or something I don't know because that's, that's basically what it is that's no. what the All movie right. looked like so to me Scott Pilgrim versus the world uh, is based on a six-book comic book series, okay. um, and that's why it looks comic booky because it's based on a comic book series. Okay. And if you read the comic books, some shots from the movie are directly pulled from the comic oh, book, whoa. which I love when movies do that okay. because I have 
I, I tend to watch movies that are based on comic books sometimes. So, um, some I, shots I'm from the learning movie, that you are more of a nerd than I initially thought. Oh, I'm such a nerd. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm okay. so nerdy. Anyway, so based on a comic book series, um, it's about Scott, Scott Pilgrim. He's in a band called Sex Bomb. Sex Bomb. Yes. Okay. And is he the lead singer, guitarist. He is the uh, guitarist. Is he oh my the... god! What if I'm wrong? Oh jeez. Then... He sings too. He's a singer and guitarist. Okay. Um. So he he's in a band. He's also the best fighter in all of Canada. Canada. That's that is complete. I'm Canada. surprised he's he... the best fighter in all of Canada. So he, he doesn't play like the electric, you know, tambourine or the electric, you know, no. violin because it's a Canadian rock band uh, called funny. Sex Boom Boom. Babom. Babom, sorry. Sex Babom. So anyway, basically, so Scott Pilgrim, um, he got dumped by his girlfriend who's in a super duper um, famous band now, and so she's off being famous and he sees her everywhere and it sucks because she's Aww. so famous and she broke his heart. Aww. And um, then meanwhile... Uh, Sex Bob-omb is like doing okay, but they're not really getting many gigs and stuff. And he uh, he meets this girl, Ramona Flowers, Ooh. who's from the states. The states. So she's like weird because she's not from Canada, mm-hmm. and he instantly falls in love with her. And then Ramona says, "Well, if you want to date me, you have to defeat my seven deadly exes." <laughs> Or wow. seven, sorry, seven evil exes. <laughs> and he's like, uh, okay, sure, whatever. And he doesn't really know what that means. And then the seven evil exes start coming after him, and he has to fight them all. And so there's seven different exes. And then the final ex is the big bad, who is a producer that was going to Wait, sign. The big, is that his name, the big bad? No, like the okay. big bad ex. Okay, okay, okay. The big bad, the final one. Okay. Um, is the producer that was going to sign his band. Oh. And then he has to fight him. And oh, so he has to choose like between his love interest and the band or whatever? Yeah, but he says, like, fuck the band. I hate this producer. Okay. Oh, you're so evil or whatever. So anyway, it's really good. It's super quirky and, and fucking strange. Okay. Um, and it's good. And there's like fight scenes and it looks like a comic book. And there's funny movie. Wait, are they in high jokes? schools? No. Okay. They're all adults. And is that's that... like the other joke is like, because. I was going to say, Scott... seven X's. <laughs> yeah. This is no, like no, no, they're school. adults. But it's like funny because, like, Scott, like, doesn't have a job. And everyone's like, when are you going to get a job? And he's like, I'm between jobs. I'm between jobs. So it's just like, I'm he's kind of like. He's like an idiot, but he's, he's okay. funny. Okay. All right. Well, so. I didn't know that. I like, I like those types of movies where. You know, you could have just so like distinct characters for like the seven X's. Yeah. They could be like such different. Yeah, you know, these type super of... are. Yeah. They're yeah. Good. It's yeah. good. Okay. I love that movie. Right. One of my favorite movies for right. sure. All right. All right. Next movie. Imagine me and you. I do. I think about you day and night. Have you heard of it? About... I'm singing, Morgan. Have you heard of it? And hold you tight. Oh my so god. Together. No, but I love the song. They do play that song. Okay, well, hang on, hang on, okay. Um, you haven't heard of Imagine well, Me and well, You? No, 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 hang on. I may have. What okay. year did it come out, do you think? No idea. Well, I guess. The 2000s. The t- okay. Um, <laughs> imagine Me and You. Okay, is there a famous actor in it? I want to see if I can get this because it sounds yes, familiar. Yes, and it's a British movie. Okay, what's the big actor? Uh, it's the chick that plays Cersei in Game of Thrones. Oh, then no. <laughs> so she's in a lot of lesbian movies. Is she? Yeah. Okay. Um, so imagine me and you as a lesbian movie. Okay. It's about a girl that gets married, and on her wedding day, she meets uh, the florist who's doing the flowers for the wedding, and they have like a love at first sight kind oh. of thing. 
but she just got married to a man. And she oh. is not, she's like, well, I'm straight. This is like, we're, you're just like a friend, whatever. Okay. But then they end up falling in love huh. and they uh, get together and she's having an affair with the this woman. The florist. Yeah, with a florist. And there's a funny part where they're like, they're like having this like sweeping like sex scene or whatever, like Whoa. in the back of the flower shop. And she like lays there's her down and rose she's like, petals everywhere. no, and she, it's like lays her down with these flowers. And she's like, oh, oh, thorns in my bow. Oh, God. And then she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she like lays down on like uncut flowers or something. Anyway, um, so it's kind of funny. It's, it's really dramatic and so she comes to terms with that and like and then uh like break up and stuff and so it's just about this lady finding out that she married the wrong person she's oh. actually a lesbian oh. um and okay. that's that that's a good one okay well, now one. is the is the lena girl or whatever which is her first name game of thrones is she like the florist or is she like the wife so lena headley is the florist and piper parabo is the um now piper she's the one that was in she's the, the fan of the opera remake right i don't no idea. Maybe. Or, oh, she, I think she's also in The Prestige, which makes me like this Ooh, movie a little prestige. bit more. Hmm. So, okay. All right. Cool. Okay. So, that was, um, what was the name of that again? Imagine Me and You. I do. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Next movie, Hot Rod. Oh, God. Yes. I, I, okay. So, obviously, I've heard of it. I've seen about half of it, like, in and out. Again, it was just kind of like Scott Pilgrim in the world. I was on TV. And I've been just kind of in and out. And there were times where I was just like, wow, this is really stupid. And I'd change it. So and, then I'd, you... and then I'd come back and I'd be like, wow, it's really funny. But What um, do you think Hot Rod is about? So it's, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's about Andy Samberg. Oh, my and... bae. <laughs> Andy Samberg is my bae. Never stop stopping. I love him so much. <laughs> anyway. Um, so he, is it like, it wasn't his dad, like a motorcycle, like Evil Knievel type person. And he wants to try to like you know following his footsteps or some stupid stuff mm -hmm. um and then so he tries to get a motorcycle and he tries to do all these crazy things and has friends that helps him out and then there's a cool bean scene in it that yeah. lasts like 23 freaking fucking minutes oh my god it's amazing um cool beans yeah cool beans. was that like a thing before or did they like pioneer the cool beans they, thing? they made that be a thing god um so yes basically so hot rod so andy samberg is like 26 years old lives at home and doesn't actually have a job and his mom just like indulges him and he has a stepdad who's the fucking worst <laughs> fucking worst stepdad ever why how so um He's just a dick, and oh, he's like, I'll never respect you as a man. And he's like, I am a man. Like, don't say I'm a man, or whatever. So, like, uh, all that all that Rod, the title character, okay. wants is to, be, um, is to be respected by his dad, or his stepdad. Okay. And then he wants to um, also be a stuntman. Okay. And he has a moped that he does his stunts on, and they're all very bad. <laughs> and um, later on, he finds out that um, his stepdad has a life-threatening heart condition, okay. and he's going to die in, unless they do get, like, $10,000 for, like, a heart surgery. Yeah. And so then they have to raise $10,000, and he wants to raise $10,000 to get his stepdad the heart surgery so that he can kick his ass so that he can finally call him a man. <laughs> so it's it's fantastic. Right. It's very dumb. It's, it's, it's so stupid, and it's so fucking hilarious. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, really small little things in there that are just completely genius. And I love <laughs> Andy Samberg, and I love Andy Yorma Samberg. Tacone is the, the co-star who plays his uh, half-brother, okay. and um, they're just fucking great. So, yeah, no, I, um, I mean, my favorite part for the past ten years, not, well, not the 
early or recent years, but when Andy Samberg was on SNL and his digital shorts were just that yeah. was that was the highlight of He's, SNL. Yeah, the Lonely Island. That's like what they were the Lonely the band Island or whatever. Yeah, Hot Rod and now he's that's on SNL, so, cool. so he's great. He's yeah. amazing. All right, next one. Next movie, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Well, also I'll, known as Hedwig. <laughs> uh, I know that Neil Patrick Harris did it uh, on Broadway. Yes. Um, and I know that it's playing in Phoenix from September 12th to November 21st. Super going to that. And I know that the little playbill pamphlet has a red background. <laughs> and it's like a one-person show thing? No? Kind of, yeah. No? Okay. Right. And it's about um, the perspective... Of Harry Potter through his owl. No. Then I have no idea what's going on. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Um, was originally it was originally a play musical, and it's basically like a one one man play. But then it got adapted into a movie, and it is a movie about. Um, it starts with a young German boy who falls in love with a American uh, general in 80s Berlin. And the American general uh, is like, well, I will take you back to the U.S. with me, but gay relationships aren't allowed. Like, so you have to become a woman. And, like, he can't get out of Berlin unless he becomes a woman. And so his mom, like, pays for him to have this, like really like shady sex change operation to make him into a woman the operation goes completely wrong so all he's left with is an angry inch of scar tissue down there and so and his new name becomes Hedwig so she Hedwig has an angry inch so it's Hedwig and the angry inch and then basically she moves to so she becomes a woman she moves to the US they live in a trailer but it turns out that the general wanted to be with a man not with a woman Um, and so leaves her and then it's basically about her kind of just like coming up in the world in America and starting a band and like and becoming a rock star that's I wow I was not expecting all of that yeah it's fucking insane and it's just like really it's very campy yeah um and it's kind of weird and it's yeah. um it's funny at times it's sad at times and there's like yeah. some really touching shit in there about like love and stuff like that okay. and um uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's a campy, campy gay film. Huh, wow, that's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. that's a, what a what a premise. Yep. Um, what a plot. Yeah, and I didn't know that part of the title was that anatomical. Yes. In reference. Yes. <laughs> wow. All right. So that was the fourth. Yeah, now we got our our last and final one, correct? Yes. Okay. Hit me with it. Last movie. Okay. Dear white people. Dear white people, it was amazing. Uh. I may have heard of it. Fucking, I don't know. Oh, 2014. There we go. Sorry, because then they made it into a TV show. Oh. So, um... I know. It's safe to say that I have not seen it. You haven't seen it. Okay. Yeah. Sounds intriguing. Um, okay. So, Dear White People is about, um, race relations at an Ivy League college. Hmm. And basically, um, there is a, like, very... I was going to say rebellious. She's not rebellious. She's, like, really radical that's the word like radical black woman um who has a campus radio show and it's called dear white people and so she'll say things like dear white people like when you wear dreadlocks you're appropriating your culture (laughs) and then she says something like really witty and like mean to them and it's hilarious and so the white people are offended obviously because they fucking white people are so fragile so when does um, it take place like in the movie uh like in 2014 yeah it's like current day so it kind of goes into like 
uh, like identity of black people on Ivy League campus, um, yeah. which you know is very racially divided because like black people have to work like a bajillion times harder to get into that kind of shit. And I mean, not all of them, but a lot of them. Whereas like most of the white kids are just like rich kids living mm-hmm. on their daddy's money, um, and they just got in. And so it's kind of about that. And then like this frat house, this like white frat house, um, is throwing a Halloween party, and it's like black people themed. So oh, there's people geez. like in blackface and oh. shit. Oh, and no. so basically like everything kind of comes to a head there and there's like yeah. a riot at the party and God. um it's just really good it's just a really good look at like racial relations like uh in, in the way college like with college i don't know on college yeah. campuses whatever i'm trying to say and no. um it's it's pretty it's thought-provoking and it's funny and um, i think it's an important movie that everybody should see yeah honestly. no no it's it's um i am yeah, I mean, again a uh, good premise you know you know race relations on an ivy league campus i mean you could have uh, it, it adds a certain element to have it be, you know, a higher up, you know, Ivy League uh, uh, college, you know, Especially campus. Like a socioeconomic. Exactly right, because I mean, if it was in any other college, it'd just be a little bit, a little bit not as potent or whatever. Yeah. So, so yeah, sounds interesting. All right. Well, so quick refresh on the list. Okay. We got Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Imagine Me and You, Hot Rod, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, and Dear White People. Okay. Ah, it's, it's honestly, it's going to be between Scott Pilgrim and Hedwig. Nice. Okay. But given that, given that I've already seen bits of Scott Pilgrim, I want to see it because I think at one point you said that was like your favorite movie of all time. Definitely one of my favorite movies. Yeah. For sure. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see it for that reason, but I had no idea that the Hedwig premise and plot was that like crazy and like that like you know in depth and all the twists and turns already um and the fact that you know i very well may be seeing the play here soon true i think i'll probably have to go with Hedwig. yeah uh, i know i mean right. is neil patrick harris in the movie no uh, who's who's in the movie uh now? the guy that wrote it and i fucking i okay. should I'm, I'm being a bad gay right now by not knowing so oh, hold geez. on let me look it up Hedwig this will be Ranch. very interesting it was... Might need a few glasses of wine for this John one. Cameron Mitchell. Okay. He wrote it and he starred in it. He wrote and he directed it too. That's ambitious. So he wrote the, um... He wrote the, like, the play. Like, it started as a play and then it ended up being on Broadway or whatever. Like, it's, it's not a play, it's a musical. Okay. It's like a weird mix between a play and a musical, but... Is it a musical um, in the movie? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. So he wrote it and then, um... And then he also made it into a movie. So huh. Yeah. Anybody else? That's any other big names in it? I don't know. I don't know if these people are big names, so <laughs> okay. you'll just have to tell me. <laughs> okay. All right. But John Cameron Mitchell. All right. Yeah. Hedwig and the Angry Itch. All right. Wow. Hedwig and the Angry Itch. We're right. watching it. That'll Let's go. Be interesting, to All say right. the least. <laughs> Let's go watch. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, whether you like it or not. Ow! Hedwig! Don't you know me, Kansas City? I'm the new Berlin Wall. Try and turn me down. How did some slip of a girly boy become the internationally ignored song stylist barely standing before you? Damn, that's... I can't believe you're not a girl. Looks like we got some sugar daddies in the house. You could give me a cavity, honey. Now you're interested, huh? Inch. Not itch. Intrigue. It is clear that I must find my other half. 
But is it a he or a she? Can two people actually become one? One day in the late mid 80s, I was in my early late 20s. Songs exploded out of us. We were outgrossing monster trucks in Wichita. When it comes to huge openings, a lot of people think of me. I had tried singing once, and they threw tomatoes. So after the show, I had a nice salad. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, both of you. And the angry hits. When I think about all the people I have come upon in my travels, I have to think about the people who have come upon me. <laughs> okay, and we are back. We just finished watching Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yes, we did. We just finished watching a movie that... I was a little hesitant to dive into, given the plot and premise of it. Why were you hesitant? I had no idea. When you started going off on what was what it was about, I was like, I was so intrigued and hooked because the plot is just so out there. It's just, it's just, I mean, totally what I, I don't even know. It's, it's almost like I'm speechless because. <laughs> You know, okay, so so, yeah, so do, do a little, su summarize the plot one more time. Oh, okay, okay. So, this quick synopsis. Hedwig and the Angry Inch is about a woman named Hedwig, Hedwig Robinson. Um, and she grew up in 1980s Germany in East Berlin. Born Hansel. Born Hansel. Hansel. Um, so hot right now. Haha. <laughs> And um, so as Hansel, he grew up in East Berlin. He was obsessed with American rock music. And his mom was very much like into communism or something. And then he met an American general who swept him off his feet. Not and to interrupt you, but I feel like, although I asked, isn't this my job to summarize it up to you? Yes! <laughs> I was going to have you do it. So but I like hearing you, you know, because okay. I, I'm still so dumbfounded by it um, okay. that I'm still in like a, a weird awe over it. Okay. But yes, I mean, if, if you're supposed to be summarizing, if I may pick up, listy, but sure, yeah, pick go up where it gets even weirder. Yeah. Um, is because let's face it, it is it is kind of it's a, a strange movie. It's a very strange Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. And so to continue where you left off on the synopsis of the film, Hansel grows up. Um, and wants to get out of East Berlin, and this general is attracted uh, to this to this man and wants to get him out, and says, you know, hey, you know, you got to leave something behind, a little innuendo saying, you know, hey, you can't, you got to go through a physical inspection 
Um, and basically, and we can't be two men living together. Exactly, so I need like a woman in, to come with me. Insinuating like you need to have this just shady East German sex change type Which operation. And it's not even something Hansel ever wanted. Yeah. Hansel doesn't ever never wanted to be a woman. Like Hansel became a woman because uh-huh. his love told him to. Yeah, and so then he decided to you know, embrace that identity. So that's like, I feel like that's an important thing to note mm-hmm. also is like, he kind of got coerced into doing the sex yeah. change, like in the name of love or something. But yeah. Anyway. And, you, and, and, and also another great kind of uh, element of it was, you know, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that whatever you're taught as a little kid subconsciously really stays with you, whether you believe, uh, you know, in it or not. I mean, if your parents were, devote Catholics or whatever, you know, and even if you had a terrible experience, you know, for some reason there's some draw, I feel like, even with lapsed Catholics or, or whatever the phrase is. What is the phrase? Recovering Catholics or something? Whatever. How should I know? I'm I don't Jewish. know. Anyway, uh, it's, that's it's true. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> my point being is that uh, his mom, you know, is is saying, you know, it's, it's better to be powerless. Mm. Um, and sure enough, you have this big in the movie – played by a big African-American gentleman um, with a uniform, you know, very kind of forward, which I... He's in power, yeah. He's in power, and sure sure enough, you see Hansel laid naked. um, When they first meet. When they first meet, um, and he's being fed gummy bears. Gummy bears. (laughs) What the fuck is this movie? (laughs) It's a very strange movie. It's a fucking weird strange movie yeah. but it, it's uh, let me say this I'll say this because I really haven't given too much of an opinion other than it's just a fucking strange weird ass movie that I think w- is a general consensus on the film no matter who sees it yeah. who sees it uh, my opinion is that this could have been way out of control uh, I mean, it's, I mean, if this fell into somebody else's hands, this could have been just tasteless yeah. and just completely like yikes Wait, type of movie. I'm gonna stop you there though. What happens after Hansel gets the sex change? Because we didn't finish. Oh, we didn't even recapping finish the movie. The, the, the synopsis. I guess yeah. we should do that. So huh? Hansel gets the sex change. Gets becomes the... Hedvig. Hedvig, which is his mother's name. Oh, I totally missed that. Yep. Uh, And she says, you can have my passport, you can have my name. Oh, yeah, okay, Um, I remember that. um, So then Hedwig Hedwig, uh, goes to America, and then what happens? And then uh, uh, she, I guess, meets um, Michael Pitt. No, wait. Oh, shit. But then the general leaves her. Oh, yeah. For a, a young... Young boy. And there's a bit of criticism I think I have with that scene there because it's just so, like, I guess, transparent or just so, just like, you know, meh. Uh, because I mean, he's like, oh, I mean, this like uh, this general who is a fucking creep. Yeah. Um, is is just like you know, you know, you like you know, he hey, look at this, look at this yeah. guy. I mean, do you blame me? Yeah. I mean, kind of deal. He I mean, literally shrugs and walks out the door. And then and, and then, then Hedwig is just sitting there like, like, what the fuck? Wow, I basically like sacrificed my manhood for you. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, huh? I mean, it's it's so weird. It was just like. That, that kind of rubbed me a weird way. Oh, for, yeah. Well, for a number of reasons. I mean, not only that it was a, a shitty move on his part, but, again, I feel like there could have been a little bit more time, uh, ways, you know, to make that character mm-hmm. less, like, just so, just... Terrible. Just, like, I, I can't even come up with a word for it, but it, it's, just, it's just, it was just odd, and um, that, could have, that could have been improved. But, anyway, so, so then, afterwards, yeah. 
then he meets Michael Pitt, right? Yes. And who's like this young, you know, boy who likes to, you know, play guitar and shit. Um, and uh, they they write music and everything like that. And uh, turns out afterwards, after what was it? Was his name Tommy? Tommy Gnosis. Gnosis, yeah, which is the Greek word for knowledge. That's right. That's one of the other uh, takeaways of it. Steals a lot of Hedwig's uh, material, but. Hedwig becomes still. crazy famous. Crazy famous. Without Hedwig. Boy band famous. And um, uh, yeah, and then and then basically Hedwig just kind of is in his shadow, still touring and doing um, his thing with his band and all that bullshit. Uh, anyway, so that's kind of the yeah. synopsis of the film. Perfect. Where was I? So you were saying that the film could have gotten away. Not that it wasn't just to reiterate for a fourth or fifth time that it was a very strange, odd movie, and at times it kind of passed the threshold for yikes, um, <laughs> for lack of a better term. But um, but yeah, it's it's this could have been. I mean, it's, I've I've come to find out that it's a, it's a it's a cult classic. You know, it's it started as a Broadway play, correct? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if it was on Broadway, but it did start or as just a play. A play. Okay. And that's another thing we should mention. It's a musical. It's a musical. It's not just a movie. So and that's there's like thing, several too. musical numbers in it. And see, here, here's the thing. It, it wasn't a traditional musical because it's not like you yeah. see Hedwig like walking down like a dark alley, like that's singing right. to you know himself or herself. But it's more of just kind of like as because they're a band as they're playing these gigs mm -hmm. the songs that they're they're playing are basically a tool to narrate yeah what's happened in the past exactly. what is happening now which is yeah. cool i feel like more quote-unquote musicals should have that uh where there's that it's such a great like not necessarily literary device but i guess filmmaking device in which yeah. can really uh you know explore the story more so than any other way yes yeah, in which setup. you can Anyway, I mean, so there were some weird scenes. Um, I, I liked the music. The music was good. There wasn't was there wasn't really a bad song. I mean, something like one or two were maybe a little silly, like that cavity song or whatever. I know you like it, but uh, you know, I mean, but uh, I mean, there were some where I would like to just have that song. Yeah. You know, the and I, I origin kept of saying, love. Yeah, origin of love is like the best song and ever. There's another one that was like not the makeup song, but there was another. There was another song that I really liked almost more than the original Love, but um, huh, I can't remember. And then I, I think I think what was a, a great payoff was when this was a literal physical stripping down of Hedwig's self, but almost more of an also kind of figurative, you know, metaphorical stripping down when she's playing her last gig. Oh yeah. After you kind of learn of everything that happened with Tommy after they get into that drunk car wreck and everything yeah. like that. After you learn everything, and she's she's playing her last gig, and she's taking off her wig, she takes off out, her, yeah. um, you know, shirt, and then like her her bra with the tomatoes that she has, yeah, and she's, she like, she's like smashes her bra with it tomatoes, on, her, yeah. on, on the, you know, self, and then you've seen her in these just you know extraordinary get-ups and outfits and makes up with the sparkles and everything like yeah. that. And then you just saw her, which I'm almost tempted to say him, because, I mean, he, he, you know, you had the, the short, you know, straight black hair and the no makeup and the no dress. And then, you know, he was just, she was just in, in her it underwear. It kind of almost shows, um, because then at that point, Hedwig is, yeah, appearing as as, you know, more masculine. Console at that point. At looking like console, and you kind of almost wonder, like, how much of Hedwig is just a performance and how much is 
is actually how she chose to live her life, you yeah. know, like, because she is a performer and she is a, a musical artist, um, yeah. you know, in her band. And then she strips down and it looks nothing like anything. Yeah. And, and you even see her like when they're traveling, like in the, you know, with the band and they're like sleeping in the hotel rooms and shit. And she has her hair in a hairnet to sleep like a, mm -hmm. a blonde, blonde yeah. hair. And you yeah. kind of think that's her real hair. But then at the very end, she pulls everything off and her that's not her real hair, no. you know? So you kind of wonder, like, what is real and what is not? And what is a performance mm -hmm. and what is not a performance? And, like, how much of her life was she actually just performing yeah. as a woman? Or, like, how much did she decide to embrace that? Especially since the sex change wasn't completely consensual. Like Yeah, kind of and it wasn't even, like, fully done and it just kind yeah. of really left. I mean, it's it's, you know, if Hansel didn't elect to really become a woman at that point but the only reason why you know Hansel at that point did it is to get out of the United States and to be with this man yeah, I mean did, did she actually identify as that or was she well, forced to I guess that's a big question was, I mean, well I mean, we don't know because it never really goes into that so I mean, because what you what you see is Hansel starts out life as Hansel as a boy um you know and, and as a gay man and falls in love with a man and says, oh, he loves me, you know, whatever. And then undergoes the sex change to get out of Germany. But it's implied that it's not completely something that Hansel wanted. wanted yeah. Hansel didn't, like, it's not, it's and implied that. You even said that, that during the movies. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't, I mean, he wanted to still be a man. He still yeah. wanted to be a guy. So, I mean, just, so it, it poses another question. I mean, just, even if you did have the physical blah, that doesn't automatically make you you know, a woman. Yeah. And so you never really know if, if, you know, Hedwig is just kind of moving forward with this, like not necessarily ruse, but, um, but like just disguise or just this, this, this thing. I mean, you wonder if, if she, or if Hedwig, Hansel, he, she really does, you know, uh, identify as, as a woman. Well, and that's, and uh, yeah, I think it's important that they never actually address how Hansel, I mean, Hansel, or whatever, sorry, Hedwig identifies as a woman. Like, when Hansel is being Hedwig. And I think Hansel is being Hedwig the entire time until the very end when Hedwig is just Hansel. That mm -hmm. makes sense. And I think it is important that they never actually specify. Like, it should, like, obviously, like, they're very explicit. Like, okay, she's living her life as a woman. She's Hedwig. She's a woman. You know, she's, you know, dressing like a woman, you know, doing all the woman stuff. So there you go. But she never actually, like, they never really delve into that. But it's important, like, like the gender-bending aspect of the movie is a very important part of it because it does make you question those things. And it makes you question, like, what is manhood? What is womanhood? You know? Very clearly, there's some themes in Hedwig. And they're very heavy-handed, obvious themes. And those are themes of powerlessness um, and mm -hmm. themes of love. Like, the movie is very much about, like, what is love? Like, this is what mm -hmm. we think love is, and this is how Hedwig deals with love. So what are your thoughts on some of those themes? I think those are the only really two, is, like, pow like power what? dynamics and then love. Like, those are, like, the two big themes. So, oh, and gender, obviously. And gender, like, gender yeah, is, like, a huge definitely. thing. Like, gender expression. Well, so, love is a, a many splendor things. I mean, love lifts us up where we belong. All you need is love. Okay, stop. Oh, you need... Okay. Um, anyway. 
For real, though. Um, no, no, yeah. So, I mean, and that's that's where the origin of love song, you know, comes in. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'd like, to, I think, I'd like to analyze those lyrics a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and Hedwig says at one point, like, love is immortal or, like, my love is immortal or something. So, like, I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts on all that? Yeah, and I mean, there was another, I, I'm not sure if this And was, Hedwig left Germany for love, but then the general wasn't in love yeah. with her. And then Hedwig fell in love with Tommy Gnosis, who ended up not being in love with her, and then Hedwig married Yitzhak, and they clearly were not in love, but they were married. So, like, yeah. it's kind of interesting, like... Yeah, I mean, there, there always needed to be... I, I, feel like, I feel like Hansel Hedwig, which I feel like now will I will have to refer to as Hansel slash Hedwig and not just either or, because I feel like both of them coexist throughout the entire movie. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So... I think I agree with that. Hansel like Hedwig. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think there... I think he is um, constantly trying to find um, a positive for his negative, negative for his positive, in a way that he just can't. Um, you know, I mean, he he was powerless and he found a powerful person with the, uh, the, the general. He was broken and you know kind of uh fragile or whatever uh, you know I, I i and he needed somebody uh strong just like the russian person or whatever um and you know he had the very kind of manly kind of rocker or whatever thing but um you know i don't really know i, I it's uh, I, maybe i need to see it again to really because there are so many aspects of the movie that could have been you know, stretched out a little bit more to, you know, really hone in on the point. Um, so I'm not really sure where I was going with, with all of that because mm-hmm. I, I was distracting myself by recapping the movie in my, in my mind and then coming to the realization that I probably got to see it again, even though I, uh, with all the respect, probably won't. Um. <laughs> well, you, it's coming to our town on, on, the play the Phoenix is, yeah. Theater, so you expressed interest in doing that. I feel like that would be just. And didn't Neil Patrick Harris do? Oh yeah, yeah, that that would have been amazing. Yeah. Um, um. So just real quick, I just wanted to like maybe go back and be a little bit more explicit about your ideas about the ending because I feel like a lot of people talk about the ending and their interpretation. So I think it's interesting that you see the ending as Hedwig becoming Hansel again. Um, And I guess I just want to know more about your thoughts on that because, like, obviously, like, gender expression and gender identity are very hot topics these days. I don't think he ever made that conscious choice to, you know, look at himself in the mirror and say, I am a woman. Even though Hedwig, like, dressed as a woman and performed gender as a woman the entire time? There are, are, I mean, there are plenty of, of, of male performers who identify as male that do that type of shit. Yeah, no, I'm just wondering, like, what so, your, your rationale and your thoughts are behind So, that. I mean, like, usually, and this was kind of, it's kind of a backwards way, I feel like those who are transgender, they make that, you know, I mean, I was about to say spiritual choice or whatever, that kind yeah, of, I mean, you know, it, inner, yeah. <laughs> you know, type of choice that be like, you know what, I'm truly not who I am yeah. as I'm looking at myself and as I'm kind of classified. And nowhere in the movie did Hansel do that. Nowhere in the movie did he, did he do that. The only change was a physical one. Yeah. And half the title was 
you know, saying, hey, this is this is my the physical, angry inch, yeah. you know. And, and the and, angry inch refers to the botched gender. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know. Gender and, and, and honestly, he is angry about it. He's That's pissed true. off about it. Yeah. This was a gay man who wanted to be a gay man. Yeah. And the only way that he could not be persecuted by being gay in East Communist Germany was to follow this guy in which you'd say, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I know, I, I truly do not think that Hansel Hedwig is a woman. And I, I, I truly do not think that that is the case. And I, I, that's why I feel like it's so cathartic that, that that ending is because he really does, you know, truly strip away all of the, you know, the flashy outfits, the makeup and everything like that. And it's him. And he makes that transformation. He's singing with Tommy, um, basically without their shirts, half naked, songs that they wrote. And at the very end of it, you know, maybe he's just kind of, uh, you know, diving into the middle of it by walking naked and be like, you know what, screw it. Although I, you know, work and perform and dress and act like a woman, even though I was, you know, a gay man before this botch, you know, uh, uh, operation happened, this is just kind of who I am. I am, you know, this person and, and hence the symbolism of him just kind of walking naked in a dark, damp um, alley and yeah. everything like that. So, you know, it, but I, I, I really do, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm comfortable enough to say, even with your point that you have to kind of tiptoe around, uh, certain things. There were, there was no way, there was nowhere in the movie in which he made the decision to be a woman. And therefore I think the only change was, you know, a physical one, but not mm -hmm. an internal one. So, no, I don't think I don't think Hedwig is a woman. I, I I think I think he probably identifies more of a man as, as a woman, regardless of his of his uh, you know performance and his almost character. That is a very interesting take that I have never thought of, mm. and I know we've been going for a while, but I have one more thing to ask about. What's that? So after the origin of love animation, there was that that like symbol, and it's like famous. Like if you've seen it, like you can just. Google origin of love tattoo and you'll you'll see the, the symbol. The yeah, so they show that a close up of that and then pan out and show like he's sleeping next to Yitzhak. At the very end, when uh, Hedwig or Hansel is walking down the alleyway, um, it the very first thing you see is a the shot tattoo. of the tattoo, but it's a whole face this time. Oh. it changed. Oh. It's not the original Curious. thing. It's not the that. two the two split faces, which. Yeah. If you're not familiar with the movie, The Origin of Love, they say that people started, it was um, two people in one body and then they got split by Zeus, basically. And so um, so the, the symbol is a, a one face, but it's split in two, so yeah. it looks like two faces facing each other. And then at the very end of the movie, the same spot, same tattoo, only it's one full face. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about that? I mean, it almost it almost is supporting you know the point you know that I that I made that you know it's he's at a point where you know it's uh, throughout the entire time he's been in the United States he has been split yeah he, he he's been like I was once this person and now because of you know this one vulnerable moment that I had when I was powerless in the midst of this powerful person who wanted to get me out of this oppressive country and who used me insinuated and almost forced me to get this physical change mm -hmm. he is now two people um you know yeah. but after that shit 
happens, uh, where he strips down, he's just like, no, I'm not going to be powerless anymore. I'm not going to have the person who had the power who made me have this angry inch. No, and that's why I'm truly sticking with, you know, my interpretation that, uh, you know, he, he really did have to come to terms with this was not his choice. Uh, he didn't want this. And, um, you know, I almost want to look at that tattoo again. Did that tattoo have eyeshadow or whatever? Like, no. is it, it wasn't, wasn't it like, wasn't one like a little bit more feminine? The other one was a little more masculine. Yeah, the, maybe. I don't know. They were kind of stylized. I want to, I want to see what the whole one looked again. like. Yeah, you know? I wonder what the whole one looked like. Yeah. yeah. Did, it, did, it, did it share qualities of two genres? Did it, or was it one or the yeah. other? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point is that, um, almost, you know, Hedwig is living as two people as living as Hansel and living as Hedwig. And mm -hmm. so the tattoo is, is one of each, you know, and then in the end it becomes whole because finally, um, you know, maybe, uh, this person is able to make, make amends with everything that happened in order to get them to where they are and also become like a whole person again. And so the yeah. tattoo changes. Yeah. Um, cool. Rad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for those of you who are listening to the podcast and read the synopsis or the plot, don't be deterred from it because it is, it is a cool classic. It was, it was very different. Cool. To say the least. All right. Well, let's give it a rating. Ooh. Okay. How many angry inches? No, no, no. no. I want to say wigs because there was okay, that whole good. song about I take the wig down from the shelf and okay. this and that. How many wigs? How many wigs? How many wigs do you give it? Okay, honestly, five out of five. I mean, oh, wow. On. It's okay. Hedwig. Like, Hedwig is fucking amazing. Okay. So I'm going to say five out of five wigs. Well, okay, so um, I, I don't know. I'd probably maybe out of five wigs, I'd give it, no, let's do that ten. Let's do it out of 10 because it gives me a little more range. 10 is easier. Yeah, 10's easier. I'd say I'd give it maybe like a, like a 6.7 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's, it's, it wasn't bad. Yeah. It, it, it was good, but in a weird way, it was good. You said you liked it. I liked it. I did like it. Okay. But again, it more relative to those type of movies, it was For good. sure. But the All music right. was amazing. Cool. I'll, I'll the end music on was that. Very good. I'll right. end on that. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, we yeah. Well, we got a rating. We got a five out of five for me, obviously, and then a six point seven out of ten from Thomas. Um, all right. Well, that has been our episode. Um, we are now updating. Now that we're like finally live, we're updating every other week. We're live, guys. Yep. Every other Wednesday. So please uh, review us on iTunes and subscribe on iTunes. Yes. Um, like us on Facebook, FB. Academy Outcasts. Um, uh, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter at Academy Outcast. And if you tweet about the show, we might just mention you in our next episode. Ooh. So please tell all of your friends, your family, your yeah. coworkers, your boss. Let's make it big. All right. God, that, how many friends do you think you could get by saying I was on a podcast? Exactly. Like people love it. Pick I mean, people at the bar with that. We're pretty popular. For sure. We're so, super cool. I mean, it's we, fine. we know a lot of important people. No. And we are Stop. liked by millions. You're lying. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, that has been it for now. I have been your host, Morgan Spatola. And I am your co-host, Thomas Jeremy. Thank you so much for listening. And until next.